0: It's day 18 of lockdown, and to be honest, I've kind of come to terms with the situation. It's raining, It's literally feels like the end of the world if you're looking through the window outside, but at least the weather outside is making me want to stay inside. And so I wanted to dedicate this episode and to share a story with you that will show you how you can not only survive this current situation, but how you can come out on the other side of this thriving, creating a business that will do better than ever. Now, this story is actually my story. It's the story of my first business that I started together with two friends back in 2011 in Buenos Aires, Argentina. It's the story of a business that made it through an economic crisis where the inflation was so high that restaurants didn't even bother to print new menus with the new prices on them, they would simply tape a new piece of paper up on the wall because prices went up every single week. Now, apart from building a business in a country where we didn't speak the language, we were also incredibly inexperienced. We were running dinner parties in our apartment for 18 months welcoming tourists into our home, showcasing them the best of Argentine cuisine and culture in a very fun and interactive and delicious way. After 18 months, we met an investor who wanted to take this restaurant or our apartment restaurant and turn it into a real business. He gave us $150,000 to move from our apartment into a huge two-story building on the best corner of Buenos Aires. Now, what we didn't realize, because quite honestly, we had no idea about running a real restaurant or a business or the costs involved, and what we didn't realize is that our monthly fixed costs of $1,000 instantly increased to over $15,000 a month once we moved into the restaurant. We also didn't realize that we had spent almost all of the investment on renovating the restaurant. Meaning once we actually opened, yes, we had six months of rent prepared, prepaid. But apart from that, we didn't have any money in our savings. The problem was that we opened in the middle of low season. Now, we were a business that was relying 100% on tourists, and we quickly realized that there was no way that we would be able to cover our costs until high season started again in December. We opened officially in August. Now, there's nothing like desperate times that get your creative juices flowing. And I wanted to share some of the tips with you and some of the things that we did to survive because we knew it was August we knew we just had to survive until December. We just had to make it until then because that's when the tourists would come back. That's when our business would start to thrive. And so if you're in this situation right now, this is what Corona means to us. People might be cutting back on spending, but once everything goes back into to normality, people are going to go out. They're going to go and spend money in restaurants. They're going to buy things. They're going to be so excited to just be living their life again. And this is really the time when your business will thrive. So, how can you survive for the next few months until high season starts again? The first thing we did is we asked for help. Now, we did just receive $150,000 from our investor, but if he hadn't put in more money, if we hadn't asked him to put in more money, we would have gone broke before we ever really officially opened. So we had to ask him to put more money into the business. One of my friends actually got a $10,000 loan from his mom. We asked our landlord to give us a little um, grace with the rent which they weren't really thrilled about but at the end of the day we had just turned their restaurant around and turned it into this beautiful venue so what can you do right now to how can you ask for help how can you come up with money to keep you going for the next few months depending on where you live maybe your government is giving out grants maybe you can ask a family member a friend, a neighbor, do what you have to do to just keep yourself going for the next few months. The second thing we did is we took a pay cut. We actually, as a team, lived without taking a salary for six months. We were living off the bare minimum. We had our rent prepaid. We were eating at the restaurant, thank God we were running a restaurant, so at least there was food, but we were literally living off the bare minimum, but it meant that we could survive and that our business survived. The third thing we did is we buckled down and got to work. 10 hour days were the normality, seven days a week. On the days when we actually had dinners, we would work from nine or 10 a.m. until 1 a.m. in the evening. We weren't able to hire staff to run the dinners for us. And we weren't able to outsource our marketing and the reservations and the customer care that we would need to do in the daytime to get people to sign up to the dinners. So for those five months between August and December, we just buckled down and we got to work. Then we started to think about, okay, we're mainly attracting tourists who are coming from Europe or coming from the US or North America. And they just come from December onwards. But there's a huge second market of Brazilian customers who come in those low season months. Now, none of us spoke Portuguese, but we got the idea that if we could, and Brazilians, a lot of them don't speak fluent English. So our idea was that if we could target the Brazilian market, hire some Portuguese speaking staff members and actually run the dinners in Portuguese, suddenly we were able to have a whole second market that we weren't even marketing to the entire time. So we invited bloggers, influencers who had a huge Brazilian following to come to our dinners for free, who would write about us and who would promote us to their audiences. And this was back in the day, back in 2011, when the whole influencer thing wasn't even a real thing. So think about who you can work with, who you can collaborate with right now, who has a bigger reach, who has a bigger audience than you, who can promote your business for you. The second thing we did is we created a lower priced offer, which we would market to the language schools. So our dinners back then, it's a five course menu, all wine included, everything included. I think we were selling it at about $100 per person. So we created a lunch version for students, which we sold to the language schools too. And it was about a $35 per student price. So we actually went to every single language school in Buenos Aires to market our product and our restaurant. And we offered a commission to the schools so they would promote us to their students. The second thing that we did is we went to over a 100 hotels, boutique hotels, bigger chains, hostels, again, to market, to find collaboration partners, to find people who would sell our product for us. And we actually did that twice. So personally, I went to over a hundred hotels in Buenos Aires twice to promote our product, to talk to the right people, to invite them to come to a dinner. The next thing we did was we created an upsell. So our dinner, like I said, was a five course meal. We created a what we called the wine experience, which was a cocktail making class, which we offered before the dinner. And it just started out as a $20 product, but just by increasing our money per customer, we were able to just generate more income. So think about that. Is there an upsell? Is there a downsell? Is there a collaboration partner, someone you can work with who you pay a commission to, but who will promote your product or your service for you? Maybe you can do joint venture webinars if you're working in the online course or coaching industry. Maybe you can reach out to influencers and offer them a commission or a percentage of any sale they bring in. The next thing that we did was we thought about who else brings in larger quantities of tourists so instead of going to our customers one by one and attracting people one by one we thought what if we could make connections with the cruise ship industry for example or tour companies that would bring in groups of people and this was a long project we actually didn't manage to set this all up in this first low season just because of the way the industry works and because cruise ships already have all their excursions and activities included for the next season but just by spending time on building these relationships again talking about our product inviting people to come to dinner so they could experience it and really focusing on the long run and building those relationships that would then later result in clients coming in was something that actually saved us the low season the year after. The other thing we focused on was generating reviews. The Argentine Experience, which is the name of our restaurant, it still exists. Um, It has over 2000 excellent reviews on TripAdvisor. So throughout this whole thing, throughout this whole crisis, we never decreased our quality. We always made sure that the end product was an A plus five star experience for our guests. And that generated reviews, that generated word of mouth and that generated referrals because a lot of the guests who would come would rave about us to their friends and to their family back home. So when they came to Argentina, they made sure to come and visit us. And again, this was in 2011, so social media was a thing, but it's nothing like it is today. So think about how you can incentivize your customers to talk about you, to talk about you on social media, to talk about you to their friends. How can you generate referrals and maximize each of your clients who can send you more of their friends. So those are some of the tips that I wanted to share with you, friends. And I really think that now is the time to get creative, to think about how you might be able to change your product, change your service, Target a different person in the market who really needs you right now. It's a time to get creative and to buckle down and really get to work. Remember, this is only going to be a few months. In a few months from now, people will be spending money. People will be coming to you. And this is your opportunity right now to grow your audience, to focus on marketing and to reap the benefits a few months from now. So stay strong, my friend. I'm here if you need help. Feel free to reach out and I'm here to support you 100%. I know you will get through this.